Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendship, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Julie, and today the game is afoot. And we're talking all things Enola Holmes, and who better to do that with than our special correspondent, Melinda. Welcome back, friend. Hi, friends. Glad to be back. The game has feet again. Well, I love this movie, and there were multiple reasons why I love this movie. My biggest reason, I'm a sucker for some Henry Cavill, aka my fictional husband. Give me a side of Superman, and I am A-OK. Right. Fictional men, please. Thank you. Yes. That being said, we do have some updates on on our fellow Superman. He is back as Superman. We figured that thing was going to happen, and here he is. The bad news is we lost him as Geralt. Womp womp. I was very sad. As was I, and I have have some inner anger and some frustrations (laughs) with a certain streaming service and how poorly they treated my fictional husband for him to come to that decision, because we all know how hard he worked for that role. Mm Mm-hmm. I understand that the production schedule was grueling, plus you throw in COVID and everything else under the sun. So you just want to see your fictional husband happy. Why is that so much to ask for? (laughs) Right? Exactly. I was disappointed that he won't be coming back as the Witcher, but we get, what, one more season with him, I think it is? And then it's going to be handed out. So at least there's that. Excited for him and for his future endeavors. And I mean, hopefully Sherlock will continue to be one of his also side projects. Who knows? I would love that. I loved him as Sherlock. He is a fantastic, fantastic Sherlock. I love seeing him in smart roles, period. Mm-hmm. How do we get more of this going for him? He He's a smart guy. Don't get me wrong. Love him in a spandex suit. Really do. But you give him that three-piece suit that's just top-notch and, I don't know, what, 18th century? Um, mm-hmm. Yes, all about it. Give me a, give me a well-suited suit anytime. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like I said, I did enjoy this movie for a ton of reasons. I'm glad there was a sequel. Yes, I love the first movie. Super excited for the second one. Love the second one even more. Really? Okay. I I love both. I love both films. They're so good. (laughs) There were moments where I thought, okay, they upped their game. They definitely upped their game a little bit. And they did make me slightly excited for a third movie. I definitely would love to see a third movie for sure. Because the series of books has like seven books. And I think there's a graphic novel too. And I'm just like, give me all of it. (laughs) I'd love to see more. That's what I need to do. I need to go get the books. Right. I'm going to go to my library and see if they have them. And then just go read and only hear Henry Cavill's voice as Sherlock. Mm -hmm. When I read Outlander, I only hear Sam Hewen's voice as Jamie. That is my toxic trait. I only hear... Real guys well, as my fictional husbands. No. <laughs> so for those of you who have not seen the trailer or who have been, I don't know, sidetracked with life, Melinda, explain to us what the sequel of Enola Holmes is all about. All right. Well, Enola Holmes follows her brother's footsteps and opens her own detective agency, only to find that life as a female detective for hire isn't as easy as it seems. Enola is about to close up shop when a matchstick girl offers Enola her first official job to find her missing sister. But this case proves to be far more puzzling than expected, and Enola must call upon the help of her friends and Sherlock Holmes himself to unravel the mystery. All right, Melinda, who do we have starring and or returning in Enola Holmes too? So we have Millie Bobby Brown as Enola Holmes, 
Henry Cavill is Sherlock Holmes. Louis Partridge is Lord Tewksbury. Helena Bonham Carter is Eudoria Holmes. Susan Mokoma is Edith. Adil Akhtar is Lestrade. And David Theolis is Grail. All right, friend. Well, I'm ready for some tea. Are you ready for some tea? There's a lot of tea. I'm ready for it. Okay. All right, folks. This is the part of the show where we spill the tea. This means spoilers. If you have not watched Enola Holmes 2, stop what you're doing and go watch it. Then come back and listen to us. We'll be here. One of the storylines that I absolutely loved that happens to be true is the Matchstick Girl storyline. I didn't realize that that was true. I knew at the beginning of the movie they had that little note saying that some of it was true at least the important parts were true me being all about research and writing i was like all right and i went into it and yeah sarah chapman is an actual person she was born in 1862 and she worked in a london-based matchstick factory and then in 1888 she walked out on strike with 1400 other workers over the terrible working conditions because as we know white phosphorus was being used for matchstick heads instead of the red because it was easier to ignite and it was like high commodity everybody wanted it but many of the girls and women working in these factories started working there at the age of 13 and most of them had to work barefoot because they couldn't afford shoes the abuse from the foreman like that was a common occurrence so what we saw in the movie was very accurate and by 1858 there were reports of this mysterious disease involving basically a slow progression of an exposed jaw bone okay it was phosphorus necrosis of the jaw which is commonly called as fossy jaw okay which in the movie there was a girl who went in to check in for work and was turned away and her jaw was all swollen that is fossy jaw. And it came with initial flu-like symptoms, as well as mouth and tooth aches, which is also common with typhus fever, which makes sense why in the movie, the factory covered up as typhoid fever. That tracks. So Sarah Chapman did pass away on November 27th, 1945. And actually just this year, the Match Girls Strike received a commemorative blue plaque at the site where the factory where she worked used to stand and her great-granddaughter sam johnson is a trustee of the match girls memorial which is the collective that lobbied for the plaque watching millie bobby brown talk about the matchstick girls really piqued my interest but i loved how fascinated she was with it and one of my favorite scenes was her kind of illustrating the strike in itself but what was your favorite scene Oh, man, I think my favorite scene has to be the fight scene with Holy Trinity with the classical music in the background. I'm a sucker for fight scenes being composed by classical music. (laughs) And I love Helena Bonham Carter and it just everything was it was just so great. I loved it so much. I'm a big Helena Bonham Carter fan. Loved her since Harry Potter. I love that she was in this movie more than the first one. Yes, me too. Another one of my favorite scenes is the ballroom scene where Enola is gifted a fan and she starts to practice the signals and waves down a suitor. (laughs) He's all, who, me? No, 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 not you. Hard pass. Right. And apparently what she did was basically when she waved him over, it was like, I really want to meet you. There's a desire that I want to make your acquaintance. Mm-hmm. And that's why he got so intrigued. Cause he's like, oh, me? And then she trolled it in her left hand and then she shut it real quick. So in essence, that basically 
said to him that she wanted to get rid of him and his company. See, where <laughs> so, did you find this? There's fan language somewhere? There is, yes, though there is fan language. So the fan maker and retailer Duvelroy published a leaflet explaining the language behind the uses of the fan to help the male counterparts master this language so they knew what the women were saying because it was a secret language. I mean, in reality, this little etiquette was probably invented to like boost the sale of the fans because right. they fell out of fashion following the French Revolution, but the Queen Victoria loved it and had Duvalroy become a supplier in London. Wow. Okay. I was going to say, what a genius marketing tactic. Just a trend that caught on with fans. And honestly, it brings me back to, was it the Bridgerton ball? They had Mm -hmm. fans on sale and I was like, oh, it says Bridgerton. Yes. And it matches my dress. Of course, I'm going to pay way too much for this. And it was a paper fan, guys, a paper fan. Mind you, you're dancing on on the dance floor. It's hot. I'm waving stuff left and right. And as a fan girl, this is really (laughs) ignorant on my part. Okay. So I'm over here just being... There'd be all kinds of flirty, aren't you? Yeah, I'm just flirting away with my fan. And I had no idea. That is so great. I love that you learned fan, our native language, here at the Fangirls Podcast. In a Sherlock Holmes themed film. What were your thoughts on Tewksbury? See, at first I was like, oh gosh, I'm going to introduce a romance for Enola. There's that whole stereotype that a woman has to be in a relationship to be a whole person. You don't. But the message that other people were seeing and reporting online that I could get behind was that they had to come to each other for help, but also realizing they're each other's equals. Yes. And she was resisting. She was like, no, I have to figure this case out. No, I have to do this. We're not talking about this right now. Mm-hmm. I need your help with this. And she's yes. like, hey, up here, focus. Come on, dude. And he was over here like pouring his heart out. And I was like, <laughs> sweetie, it's okay. Like, just listen. And I don't think the writing was really there for his storyline like it was in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And that cut was slightly irritating, but I get it. It yeah. can't always be about Louis Partridge. I get it. And this is her movie, but I eh, can't win them all. <laughs> also, next serious question. Did you miss Mycroft? A little bit. I did miss Mycroft a little bit, but I did also enjoy seeing Enola and Sherlock's relationship outside of Mycroft as well. And just seeing Sherlock be able to recognize Enola as not just his baby sister, but as someone who is someone who is fully capable and and knows what they're doing. Well, what's nice is that they included him in the family photo during the end credit scene. Yes. So there's still room for him to come back and, and possibly a third one. Yes, we're, we're keeping our fingers crossed for Mycroft. As an older sibling, I understand that rite of passage that your younger sibling makes when they go into adulthood and you still don't take them seriously as an adult until they really prove themselves. When she really proved herself to him, it finally clicked that, oh, she's definitely an adult. She's definitely my equal. And yes, I should probably be working with her. Why isn't this a thing? And then she yeah. recognizes you need a friend. <laughs> you you definitely need a social life. You you should do more of this. Did you have any idea who the bad guy was? I honestly had no idea. Personally, I was just very engaged with the movie and I was in for the ride. And then when he was putting stuff together, I was like, oh, he's so he's even hot when he figures stuff out. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Oh no, he's hot. I know. I was like, ah, oh, he's hot when he when he's smart. He's hot when he's dumb. He's hot when he's flying. Like what? <laughs> Why? How is this a thing? 
And the actress who played Mira Troy nailed it. I am so excited to see her in the third Enola Holmes because there now has to be one because we now know that she's escaped. And we now have Dr. Watson. We should have seen more Watson. I'm glad they at least included him in it in that mid credit scene. But thank God we got <laughs> we got a Watson. We do and have a Watson. I am here for it. I'm kind of hoping that Watson has like a, a cousin or something in Nola Holmes's age and then they partner up. I would love to see that. Just hire us at this point. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know, but there's a book series already, but just hire us. Or get the books. But Enola Holmes 3, we're looking forward to it. I'm I'm here for it. Tell me when and where and I'll pop some popcorn. It'll be great. Right. And you will hear it probably not here first, but we will let you know when Enola Holmes 3 is in production. And now it is time for the Spotlight of the Week. The Fangirls Podcast is now on Redbubble. Visit our newest online storefront and add any of our fandom-inspired designs to a variety of items, including hats, t-shirts, mugs, and so much more. All the info will be in the show notes. Looking to donate some of your old books to a good home? Look no further than your local Little Free Library. Little Free Library is a nonprofit organization based out of St. Paul, Minnesota. Their mission is to be a catalyst for building community, inspiring readers, and expanding book access for all through a global network of volunteer-led Little Free Libraries. For more information on Little Free Library, head on over to the link in our show notes. Looking for fun fandom merch? Look no further. Check out our newest online store at tpublic.com. All the details will be in the show notes. The Fangirls Podcast is now on Etsy. Our shop has a variety of original custom-made fandom-inspired artwork in digital download form, with prints inspired by Outlander, Bridgerton, Harry Potter, Marvel, and more. You're sure to find a design that celebrates your favorite fandom. Link to our store and all the info will be in the show notes. Fangirls Podcast is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network, and we want to take a moment and thank you for tuning into our podcast. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts so that we can dish and spill the tea with more fangirls and fanguys like you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear all of our latest episodes. We love hearing from you, so connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check out our website to see all that the fangirls are up to. We post a monthly shopping guide called The Fangirl's Favorite Things, inspired by your favorite fandoms. All the information will be in the show notes. See you next time. See you next time. Disclaimer time. Drop it like it's hot. While the game may have feet again, we here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with the following. Arthur Conan Doyle, Nancy Springer, Netflix, Legendary Pictures, PCMA, and Sotheby's. Or any of the cast, unfortunately, of Enola Holmes, even though we'd really like to be affiliated with them. Please. 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 Just big fans. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.